Our first scripture reading this morning is from the book of Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Some verses at the beginning and at the end of the chapter. Listen now for God's word to us. Does not wisdom call? And does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Besides the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out to you, O people, I call. And my cry is to all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first act of his acts long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When God had not yet made the earth and the fields or the world's first bits of soil, when God established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made the firm skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in God's inhabited world and delighting in the human race. This is the word of the Lord. Our New Testament lesson this morning comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 5. Listen again for God's word to us. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Well, today I want to think with you, and you know, the Sabbath, Sunday day, gives us a chance to stop and ponder a few things that we're usually too busy to think about. If you ever wonder who you are, you know, who you really are, if you ever wonder, maybe kids, if you're thinking, well, who will I be? Or if sometimes you look back at life and say, what have I become? <laughs> it sometimes is helpful to pause and consider whose you are. 
Now, it's Father's Day, so I just, the men of the church, I want to see a hand. Any of you ever have an experience that happens a little too frequently these days for me? I get up in the morning, I go to the sink, I look up in the mirror, and I say, oh, hello, Dad. Any you know what I'm talking about? It's suddenly, where did this come from, yeah? And it's really not all that bad. You know, I can stop and think, especially a day like today, about all the, the things that my dad taught me. He taught me how to fish. He taught me how to, how to replace and fix a car. He, he taught me uh, uh, how to sing on key, actually. Uh, uh, he even taught me how to do algebra. Uh, there are a few things I wish he could have done a little bit better. My dad was one of those guys that even when he tried to give me a compliment, it never sounded natural. You know how that works? And uh, there are sometimes, even there, especially in front of the mirror, when I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, oh, couldn't I have gotten mom's hairline, dad, and not yours, you know? It's one of those things. Well... I guess I could say to you that who we are is the sum of all the inheritance we have received. But um, a Christian believes that we are more than just those who brought us into this world or even those who nurtured us up in this world. A Christian believes we're more than just the sum of our inheritance. If you are wondering who you really are, who you will be, it's important to know whose you are. And when we read the scriptures, we come to understand that in life and in death, we belong to God. Now, it's not only Father's Day today. Over the centuries, long before Hallmark was ever created, Christians have counted weeks from Easter to arrive at the day called Holy Trinity Sunday. And uh, I want to suggest to you, because it is Holy Trinity Sunday, that knowing God is the best way of coming to know who you and I have truly been created to be. Now, uh, what's interesting is when Jesus prayed to God, he prayed to God as Abba, Father. Daddy, in the original Aramaic, Greek, the Aramaic language, that was his language he spoke with his disciples. And in his final conversation with his disciples, the prayer he offered demonstrated a unity with the Father and the unity of his followers with God through him. But as the early church struggled to describe the character of God that they experienced in Jesus and that was expressed in the scriptures, they realized that calling God Father was simply insufficient. Indeed, almost any way we try to describe God falls short of the mark. I mean, if you think about it, by definition, the finite cannot ever fully comprehend the infinite to Mars and beyond, right? We've got some kids ready for our vacation Bible school. But Calvin, John Calvin says something interesting about how God communicates with us. 
he says that God talks to us like a parent talks to a baby. A little baby talk. God lisps to us so we can have some sense of this divine whose character is imprinted upon our souls. Calling God Father or trying to live our lives according to or in contrast to our fathers will never help us fully understand the character of God and it's insufficient to the full scope and possibility that God offers for our lives. In places the Bible describes God as being like a mother and in our reading from Proverbs the first of all things created by God is wisdom who stands like a woman at the gates directing our gaze at a God who creates such mystery and majesty in the universe around us. And then Jesus when he is with his disciples we read in scripture says if you know him you will have known the one who created all the universe everything to Mars and beyond. In his letter to the Romans the Apostle Paul says we're saved by Jesus even when we go out into the infinite our faith in Jesus justifies us before God and sets us free to live full, abundant, and responsible lives. Knowing God helps us consider that wonder of the galaxies. And we begin to see the abundance of creative gifts that God bestows upon each one of us. Even on a misty day like today when we see a water drop on, on a beautiful green leaf, the small things, the great things, the in-between things. We learn to start counting our blessings in creation and in our lives. And when we count our blessings, then like wisdom, we begin to delight in all God can do. When we know God, when we know a pioneer who leads us forward in life, the one who is the Redeemer, who even suffered for our sake, knowing this one, gives us a kind of courage that Paul describes. And knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. The Creator helps us count our blessings. The Redeemer carries us through suffering to hope knowing that hope does not disappoint us. When we count our blessings, when we face suffering and by faith make our journey towards hope, then we come to a new perspective on life. And knowing this new perspective opens our hearts with love. And love is the gift of the Holy Spirit that God pours into our hearts and sustains us day by day. Creator, blessings. Redeemer, hope. Sustainer, love. There, I've just explained the Holy Trinity to you. You're welcome, okay? <laughs> Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. But really, that isn't all of it. There's a reason that Jesus offered a personal prayer to God. 
And there's a reason that we sing about God in three persons. This was crucial for the first Christians trying to explain the God that they encountered in Jesus to the world. For them, God was not just a set of ideals or novel, I don't know, thoughts for the day. God was experienced like a person. And this is the God who is constantly revealed in Scripture. When we read the Scripture, we see a God who lives in the challenging and contradictory muck of daily life, human existence, all our emotions, and in the raw and rugged stuff of creation. God is known personally. And God in Holy Trinity demonstrates the essence of who we are is able to be found in relationship. And in relationship with one another is where we come to know God. Yesterday, after the parade, I celebrated the life of Ken Chapin with his family and members of the community. Now, uh, Ken was a very longtime member of our church. He was a deacon of our church. And as his family reflected with me on his life, uh, he reminded, they reminded me that his father had died when he was eight years old. Can you imagine that? So every Father's Day, that was part of his story. His father had died. Now Ken was raised in the church where he and other men of the community helped him grow in character. And he learned music from musicians who helped him grow as a character. <laughs> and he learned to work outside with landscapers who helped shape his vocation. Now, he did not have a father growing up. But God carried him through the suffering that involved to give him a bigger vision of what a father could be. And his family said that because he didn't have a father, he was determined that he would behave like a father to whomever he met that was in need of help along the way. Now, I know Ken would be embarrassed by all of this. He's a very practical kind of guy. But I'm telling it to you because I want you to realize none of us has a perfect father. And none of us is a perfect father, guys. But all of us, all of us have God. And God is known in relationship. And you can share God in relationship. If you want to know who you are, remember whose you are. In life and in death, you belong to God. And when you learn that, then 
you can smile and delight and dance with wisdom in the midst of creation. Knowing God is wisdom. And wisdom is what finally helps you know and discover yourself as one who is truly loved, deeply loved, as a child of God. Fathers, I want to tell you on this day, if there's one thing that you can offer your children, offer them wisdom. Now I'll close by telling you a, a story I've shared before, but I like it so much it bears repeating. It's about an icon made by Andrei Rublev. You know, an icon in the Orthodox tradition is an image that teaches by all of its colors and its gestures. And this is an icon of three persons. It's of the Holy Trinity. They're gathered around a little table around one another. And everyone has a gesture. And the odd thing is that there's at the base of it a little rectangle and for, for many years, scholars were trying to figure out what's that doing there because it wasn't painted over. It was just kind of gummy there. And finally, they came to realize that they believed that there was a, a mirror placed there at the bottom of this image of the Holy Trinity. Now, just think about that. There's a lesson in it. The painter was teaching that as you pay attention to the nature of God, as you realize that at the core of being God is living in relationship with others, loving, delighting, celebrating, noticing, as you come to understand that God, then you'll see yourself truly as God created you to be. Well, today I give you this message in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, three in one. Amen.